0: Welcome everyone to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic will be the U.S. Virgin Islands and Caribbean cuisine. So we're going to start by talking about fun facts, mind-blowing facts about the U.S. Virgin Islands. And then we're going to end the program with fun facts about Caribbean cuisine. So let's get started. The U.S. Virgin Islands are owned and governed by the United States government. And Joe Biden is currently their president. So the United States dollar is the currency in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The population of the United States Virgin Islands is over 105,000 people. The U.S. Virgin Islands are located at the eastern end of the Greater Antilles, about 40 miles east of Puerto Rico. The nickname of the U.S. Virgin Islands is America's Paradise. Two of the most popular things that tourists go to in the U.S. Virgin Islands, the reason they go there are the beautiful beaches and their incredible shopping. And I'm going to add rum to the shopping list, but they're incredible beaches, and they have great shopping. Uh, In fact, the U.S. Virgin Islands has been a very popular shopping destination since all the way back to the year 1607. That could be one of the fun facts of the day. So the U.S. Virgin Islands have been a popular shopping destination since all the way back in 1607. The U.S. Virgin Islands are 737 square miles. And that is double the size of Washington, D.C. The U.S. Virgin Islands are the only place in the USA where you can drive on the left side of the road. The U.S. Virgin Islands are the only property owned by the United States that have coasts on the Caribbean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean. St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands is home to the second oldest synagogue in the entire Western Hemisphere. Wow. The second oldest synagogue in the entire Western Hemisphere is located in St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. St. John is home to an underwater national park which some people say has the best snorkeling in the entire world. Approximately 75% of the people in the U.S. Virgin Islands are descendants of African ancestors. Here's a really fun fact. I want everyone to hold on to your chairs. Christopher Columbus is credited with discovering... The U.S. Virgin Islands. And here's the story behind that. Turns out that he wasn't that impressed. So he only stayed briefly and ended up heading to Puerto Rico. But uh, Christopher Columbus in 1493 is credited with finding the U.S. Virgin Islands. English is the official language of the U.S. Virgin Islands. 94% of the U.S. Virgin Islands citizens practice Christianity. The main islands in the U.S. Virgin Islands are St. John, St. Croix, and St. Thomas. And I'm sure that the listeners listening to this episode who have been to the U.S. Virgin Islands will know those three places. There are also 50 other surrounding islands that are pretty minor. And I don't want to make this episode about me, All right, but this is one of the places that I have actually been to. So I have a little bit of a different insight into the U.S. Virgin Islands because I have actually been there. That was my high school graduation trip. Charlotte Amalie is the territory's capital. And that is located in St. Thomas. Do you not, here's, here's an interesting fun fact. Okay, you're going to love this. The United States bought the U.S. Virgin Islands from Denmark in 1917. At that time, they paid $25 million. Okay, and I'm going to tell you what that's equivalent to today. So that was a huge purchase at the time. So in 1917, Denmark owned the US, uh, the Virgin Islands. And then the United States paid them $25 million to purchase the Virgin Islands at, in that time. Now, as with other territories that are owned by the United States, the U.S. Virgin Islands elect a delegate who is allowed to participate in debates at the House of Representatives. But here's the big deal. They're not allowed to vote on legislation, but they can participate in the debates, but they cannot vote on legislation. Another fun fact is that Christopher Columbus, who I just told you, founded the Virgin Islands, he was not that impressed and stayed a very short period of time. But he actually named the islands Virgin Islands in 1493. One of the reason. oh, here's a, here's a fun fact. Now, everyone hold on to your chairs. One of the reasons that the United States decided to purchase the Virgin Islands in 1970. 1917, is because they were afraid that Germany was going to take it over during World War One and use it as a submarine base. So if you're sitting at home and you're curious, why did the U.S. buy the Virgin Islands? Uh, they bought it in 1917 because they were afraid that Germany was going to take it over in World War One. And use it as a submarine base. And as I just explained to you. They purchased the the Virgin Islands from Denmark. For $25 million. That is equivalent to $672 million in today's money. So in 1917 they paid $25 million in today's money. The U.S. paid $672 million. Uh, That is a major purchase. That's almost a billion dollars. In fact, the U.S. Virgin Islands, on March 31st each year, celebrate Transfer Day. And Transfer Day is the day that the United States took over the Virgin Islands from Denmark. Uh, Everyone remembers the huge hurricane called Hugo, and that devastated the Virgin Islands in 1989, and it was struck by a few other hurricanes. I'm not going to name them all, Uh, but Hurricane Marilyn caused a whopping $2 billion in damages in 1995, but they've been hit by pretty major hurricanes over the years. I was going to name all the hurricanes, I'm not going to bother. Obviously, the climate of the U.S. Virgin Islands is tropical. And it pretty much stays warm all year round. There's only a difference of 5 degrees Fahrenheit from winter to summer. And there have actually been a lot of lawsuits. There's been a lot of litigation from the people in the Virgin Islands uh, trying to get themselves a vote in the Senate or the House of Representatives in the U.S. government. Keep in mind that they're allowed to debate, but they're not allowed to vote on legislation. And that situation has been brought into courtrooms, especially recently. Uh, The police department... Of the U.S. Virgin Islands is responsible for the law and order of the islands. The defense of the United States Virgin Islands is the responsibility of the United States military. The U.S. Virgin Islands get roughly 2.5 to 3 million visitors per year. I actually was surprised by this. I thought it would be a much higher number. Because I know everybody I talk to goes somewhere down there, and they have 2.5 to 3 million visitors per year. But that equals roughly 60% of their GDP. So I I just thought there would be more visitors to the U.S. Virgin Islands than 3 million a year. 3 million a year is still pretty good. I just thought it would be a higher number. Uh, they have a major airport that serves St. Croix and another major airport that serves St. Thomas and St. John. Uh, I was surprised to learn that there is a very significant public transportation system in the Virgin Islands. I didn't know that. Uh, when I visited there, I don't I, I just kept going on tours. So I don't remember there being a public transportation system, but evidently they do. It's called VITRAN, V-I-T-R-A-N. So if you're planning on taking a trip to the Virgin Islands, keep in mind they do have public transportation. I went there in 1990 and I, I just took tours. I don't remember. Here's a fun fact. I thought it was interesting that the United States Postal Service handles the mail in the U.S. Virgin Islands because they're owned by the United States. The U.S. Virgin Islands do not participate in Daylight Savings Time. Uh, I'm seeing this more and more as I do episodes. A lot of places around the world do not participate in Daylight Savings Time, and the U.S. Virgin Islands do not. And I think they just passed a law in the United States uh, that is going to get rid of daylight savings time within the next couple of years. The life expectancy for men in the U.S. Virgin Islands is 76, and the life expectancy for women is 82. And the, keep in mind, when I do the tropical places, whenever I cover a warm climate place, uh, the life expectancy is higher, which is interesting. And I guess that's because they're able to get out, you know, with the nice sunshine and everything else. Uh, I'm going to give you this fun fact. And I know I'm going to get people uh, writing me messages about it. But a lot of people don't know anything about certain areas of the world that I cover. So there are a lot of things that you might think are stupid for me to even mention. But keep in mind, there are several people that don't have any clue about certain places that I cover. So I'm going to add this. In the U.S. Virgin Islands, there are several AM and FM radio stations. There are several newspapers. And there are several television stations specifically for the U.S. Virgin Islands. Now, just keep in mind, a lot of people that listen to the show, there are areas around the world that I cover... ...that they have no idea about. So I I have to add obvious things like that into the show. The St. Thomas Library has been open since 1920. And there are now five public libraries in the U.S. Virgin Islands today. And I said at the beginning of the program, but if you're just joining us... ...we're going to talk about Caribbean cuisine at the end of the show. So if you're looking to hear about Caribbean cuisine... Feel free to fast forward. Uh, In the U.S. Virgin Islands, March 31st is called Transfer Day. And that is a holiday. And that is when the United States took over the uh, the Virgin Islands. And they celebrate that as a holiday every March 31st. I found this pretty interesting. Basketball is the most popular sport in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And they have a player currently in the NBA, but a lot of our basketball fans who listen to the show probably remember Tim Duncan, and he was from the Virgin Islands. Although St. Thomas, uh, Tim Duncan was a very popular NBA player. Uh, although saint thomas saint john and saint croix get all of the attention in 1996 the united states took over a fourth very popular island which is a tiny island off of saint thomas and it is called water island and that is becoming very popular but they just took the united states just took it over In 1996. It's called Water Island. The U.S. National Park Service owns six properties in the U.S. Virgin Islands. All right. Uh, We talked about Christopher Columbus discovering the islands in 1493. The island he stepped on when he discovered it was St. Croix. And moments after he stepped onto St. Croix, there was a violent attack with the indigenous people that were already there. So Columbus got into a violent brawl as soon as he stepped onto the U.S. Virgin Islands. United States citizens do not need a passport to travel to the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's basically a domestic trip. So it's equivalent from going from uh, one state to another. So you don't need a passport. The most populated island in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and the one that I personally think is the best island, is St. Thomas. The largest island in the U.S. Virgin Islands is St. Croix. Uh, I was surprised to learn that St. Croix is 45 miles south of St. Thomas. However, St. Thomas and St. John are only six miles apart. I was surprised. I thought that was kind of a bizarre uh, length. Uh, pirates. Uh, I think the movie, what was that movie? Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Pirates have played a major role in the history of the U.S. Virgin Islands. And a lot of pirates have been known to pass through the islands. One of the United States founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, who was one of the founding fathers of the United States, grew up in St. Croix. St. Thomas is a very popular cruise destination, Uh, it's one of the most popular cruise destinations. Keep in mind, if you're thinking of going to the Virgin Islands, uh, there are plenty of cruises. In fact, it's one of the major cruise uh, ports in the entire world. So they often run, cru- I mean, cruising is a big deal. So if you're going to go on a cruise, you can choose to go to U.S. Virgin Islands. Before the United States bought the U.S. Virgin Islands, they were owned by Denmark. And sugar and sugar plantations were a major part and made them a lot of money. So when Denmark owned the Virgin Islands, sugar and sugar plantations were making them a ton of money. The island's largest company, which employed many people, was called Hensa Oil Refinery. And that closed down in 2012, and that really hurt the economy. Uh, Unfortunately, that was their largest oil refinery, and a lot of people got laid off because they closed down. Rum distilling is a major thing in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, The U.S. Virgin Islands are known for their rum, and if you go to St. Thomas, and I'm going to tell you this from my personal experience, there is a place, a couple places that you can go in and sample several different types of rum. So there's literally dozens of dozens of different types of rums that you can go in and you can sample them for free. All right. I think we pretty much did it. I want everyone to give themselves a round of applause. I want everyone to pat themselves on the back. I think we gave every fun fact there is. About the United States Virgin Islands. Uh, so let's move on to the people. There are people that just listened to the show for the cuisine part. So I'm going to start talking about Caribbean cuisine. So we are, at, we are at minute number 20. And the rest of the program will cover Caribbean cuisine. The national dish of the U.S. Virgin Islands is fish and fungi. Now, let me explain this, okay? Because I was confused for 10 minutes after writing this. Fungi has nothing to do with uh, mushrooms. Fungi is basically polenta. And what they do is they serve fish with the polenta. I'm going to call it polenta, but it's called fungi. So it's called fish and fungi. And they usually cook up red snapper fillets or other types of fish. And it's served with fungi, which is basically a polenta. So that is the national dish of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Keep in mind that conch is also popular. And that is basically a sea snail. All right, And that is also very popular in... Caribbean cuisine in the U.S. Virgin Islands, okay? Because of colonization, Caribbean cuisine in the U.S. Virgin Islands is a melting pot. And it includes many different cultures and dishes. During the voyages of Christopher Columbus in 1493, this is probably the one show I've done that mentioned Christopher Columbus a thousand times. But during the voyages of Christopher Columbus in 1493, they introduced the U.S. Virgin Island Caribbean cuisine to coconut, chickpeas, eggplant, onions, and garlic. A lot of people... Now, I want to explain this. I think this is the one takeaway I want everyone to get from today's episode. A lot of people, when you think of Caribbean cuisine they automatically think of jerk chicken, okay, or goat curry. But if you do some research, Caribbean cuisine encompasses so much more. But somebody asked me the other day, what's your favorite Caribbean dish? I said, i got to be honest with you, I love jerk chicken. And I said, there's actually a jerk chicken cheesesteak, Uh, that they make in the Philadelphia area, that is phenomenal. And uh, they said, well, you know that Caribbean cuisine encompasses a lot more than jerk chicken and goat curry. Those are the two things I think most people think of when they hear about uh, Caribbean cuisine. Rice, plantains, and cassava are very popular ingredients in Caribbean cuisine. Uh, I was surprised to learn that Caribbean cuisine includes many desserts. Now, I've been to a few uh, Caribbean restaurants in my day, and I don't remember desserts, but it does. They have a lot of desserts. Each island in the Caribbean has its own unique twist on Caribbean cuisine. Allspice, nutmeg, cinnamon, and clove are very popular seasonings in Caribbean cuisine. Uh, A lot of Caribbean cuisine, if you go to a Caribbean restaurant, a lot of food is cooked in one pot. And that's because all the seasonings and the flavorings can be encompassed in that one dish. So there's a lot of one-pot dishes in Caribbean cuisine. Caribbean food is also served with a side of rice and peas. And as I told you plenty of times in the past, In that area of the world, rice and beans are very popular. And that is also a staple dish in Caribbean cuisine. So a side dish of rice and peas are pretty much common. A lot of foods in Caribbean cuisine are marinated in mojo or green seasonings. In fact, they like to marinate their meat. And that cuts down on the amount of seasoning they need to use. Most of the food in Caribbean cuisine is roasted, grilled, or barbecued. And like I said, conch is very popular in the Caribbean. And that is basically a large sea snail. And that is considered a popular delicacy in the Caribbean. All right. And like I said, Caribbean cuisine marinating their meat cuts down on the amount of salt and additional butter and oil you need because they marinate a lot of their meat. A lot of Caribbean chefs will tell you that the secret ingredient in Caribbean food is coconut milk. Uh, seafood that includes sea turtles and sea urchin are popular in Caribbean cuisine and when I go to a Caribbean restaurant, I do like some of their seafood dishes. Creole cuisine and African cuisine are the cuisines most similar to Caribbean cuisine. And as I mentioned earlier, a lot of people associate Caribbean cuisine with jerk chicken and goat curry. But there is so much more to the cuisine, and I want to encourage everyone to either go to, your, go to a local Caribbean restaurant and support them, or go online and look for some Caribbean recipes. And you're going to find out that there's a lot more to Caribbean cuisine than jerk chicken and goat curry. Uh, if you go to a Caribbean restaurant in your local area, You're going to see a lot of soups and stews. And that's because soups and stews play a major role in the cuisine. Uh, The most popular seasoning in Caribbean cuisine is curry. Goat, especially curry goat, is one of the most popular meats in the cuisine. And I don't know if I'm pretty sure I said this on other programs... But goat is one of the most popular meats that are eaten worldwide. Goat is just not popular in the United States. So if you do research and you explore world cuisine, you'll learn that goat is one of the most popular meats worldwide. But goat is not popular at all in the United States. Johnny cakes and corn fritters are also very popular in the U.S. Virgin Islands. All right. Craft beer is becoming more and more popular in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and St. John's actually has their own brewery. Callaloo. Now you're probably sitting at home saying, What is Callaloo? Callaloo. Callaloo is basically a green vegetable that they make into a soup, and it looks really good. I got to try that because we have several Caribbean restaurants in Philadelphia, and I think I might search out one and try out the Callaloo soup. It looked really good when I saw it online. So it's basically a green vegetable, and they usually make it into a soup. All right. Uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands have... A, oh, here's another thing. Now, keep in mind, I want to say this again. A lot of people that listen to the show, believe it or not, have no idea about some of the places I cover. So I want to tell them everything I can about a location. So even though you might be listening to this and say, what? that's obvious, why would he even have to say that? Keep in mind... That there are people that are travel enthusiasts like me, but don't travel. You understand what I'm saying? So they might not know this information, but I'm sure most of you are going to say, well, that's obvious. The United States Virgin Islands have a lot of American restaurants, such as Subway, McDonald's, and other fast food places. All right, so if you're thinking that it's going to be street vendors and stuff like that no there's a lot of common American restaurants in the U.S. Virgin Islands I think we all need a round of applause I think we did an outstanding job giving all the fun facts there is about the U.S. Virgin Islands and I think we did a great job covering Caribbean cuisine so I want to thank everyone if you're my regular listeners Uh, I will talk to you next week, uh, next Thursday morning. If you're one of my new listeners, last week was not a good week. We did Germany. And I was surprised to find out that the fun facts about Germany did not do so well. But we still had 50% of the listeners were brand new listeners. So my regular listeners, I'll talk to you next Thursday morning. And for my brand new listeners, I want to teach you how to get, uh, listen to most of the other shows, or all the other shows. All right, the first way that you can listen to this show is go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio. This show does very well on Amazon Music. Shout out to our friends at Amazon. Search for Learn About World Cuisine. And and subscribe to the show. Now, what does subscribe mean? Because a lot of people listen to this show and they're not podcast listeners. When you subscribe to a podcast, you basically get a text message every time a new episode comes out. So I would encourage you, if you enjoy listening to any show, not just mine, uh, subscribe to it. And that way you'll get a text message uh, when they put out a new program. So that's the first way you can listen to the show. The second way you can listen to the show is by telling your smart device. I have A-L-E-X-A right next to me. So you can say, A-L-E-X-A, play the latest episode of the Learn About World Cuisine podcast. And it will play the latest episode. Or you can say, Google or whatever other device you have. And you can just say, play the latest episode of the Learn About World Cuisine podcast, and it will play the latest episode. Now, the third way that you can listen to the show, you can, uh, this is episode number 180. So the third way you can listen to all 180 episodes, and you don't have to pay me for this. That uh, Somebody offered me money. Oh, Kevin, I'm so happy you told me that. Here's a couple dollars. I don't, I don't want your money. You can go to my website, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. And I have a link on the front page to my website, uh, to all 180 episodes. So I would highly encourage, because I don't like searching either. I had some guy give me a business card, and he's like, hey, man, check out my podcast." And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to search and go through all that trouble to listen to your show. So the easiest way to listen to this show is to go to my website, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. And I have a very quick link that will take you to 180 episodes. And I would highly encourage you to, to do that because I've often had podcast people come up to me and say, hey, man. Check out my show, and I, I don't want to go through all that searching. So if you go to com, it'll take you to 180 episodes. I got a link right there. Also, I read an article in a podcast publication that said that 70%, which is a huge number, 70% of people that like to listen to podcasts like to interact with the host. They like to comment and get interaction with the host. And that's why a lot of these guys are doing YouTube podcasts. YouTube has asked me not to do a video podcast. <laughs> so, so you're not going to get a video podcast from this show. But a lot of people do video podcasts because the listeners like to interact with the host. So if you go to phillyrestaurantreviews.com... Uh, You can interact with me on the front page. All you got to do is fill out the form, and I'll get your comments within 30 seconds. So I would encourage you to do that. We've had a couple people doing that on my show two weeks ago. I had a lot of comments from that show. So feel free to uh, interact with me through my website. Uh, If you have any comments, if you have an area of the world you want me to cover and it's not on the list... If I don't have it in my archives, you can send me a message on my website. But I was surprised. I read an article from a podcast publication, and they said a whopping 70% of people that listen to podcasts want to interact with the host. I thought that was a very high number, and they said that's one of the reasons why these guys are doing video podcasts. Because on YouTube you can interact in the chat, so I thought that was I thought that was pretty incredible. Uh, YouTube has kindly asked me not to do a video podcast, <laughs> so they're so not getting a video podcast from this show. All right, I want to thank everyone for listening, and keep in mind, if it's Thursday morning, it's time for you to check your favorite podcast platform. Or my website, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. For the latest episode of the Learn About World Cuisine podcast, I will talk to everyone next Thursday.